Welcome, welcome to the Nerd Life Syndicate, your weekly rampage on the nerdy news cycle. And all things nerd adjacent, collectibles, collectors themselves, which we have actually have something to talk about with that. And all the ideas, <clears throat> the pins you hold most dear. I'm your host for the week, Sam, joined by wonderful people. We have guests, mostly get well, half guests. Um, but 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 good good friends nonetheless. Um, well, I guess we'll go through and tell us where you're at on the internet and we'll start with uh you you where are you at big dog well you could catch me coco smooth mm. the nerds have spoken <laughs> on thursdays so with my brother winter wolfenstein upstairs <laughs> winter wolf <laughs> i just noticed that was your name <laughs> but yeah that's where you'll find me yes sir wolf where are you at dude you can find me on the Ohio Turnpike stuck in traffic because it's all single lane enclosures and tractor trailers don't know how to drive. So catch me there. Looks like you made it home at least. I, I got there eventually a little later than I wanted to, but, you know, could have been worse. Uh, you need to, go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. I was going to say you need to come down here again. That was it. <clears throat> come back come down, down to – uh, yeah, I want to come back down there. You got you had some good uh, toy stores down there. I want to mm-hmm. I found some good treasure down there last summer around. So Sir. Yes. And you can also catch me with uh, Mr. 9.8 down there every Thursday, Nerds Have Spoken <laughs> podcast, talking shit, having good yeah. times. Yeah, All right. Hey. Thank, thank you for coming on, Maya. Where are you at? Uh, you know, regretting my regretting my my life choices. Well, you know, life choices is, is when when it comes to where I live. I mean, mm-hmm. the cost of living here is dirt cheap compared to you guys, so I can live like a king more or less. But <laughs> I have unreliable. Uh, yeah, I have to share internet with a hotel and about 70 other people in this apartment complex. So it's not the trade-off on Friday nights that I want it to be. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, you can catch me here, uh, you know, on the weekends with my fellow castmates from Nerd Life Syndicate. You know, we missed Russ and Rob this week. Uh, they had mm-hmm. some, Rob's still working and. Russ had some obligations yeah, to, to handle. Yeah, man, I feel for him. He, they're working him to death. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Past two weeks, he was made it home in time to do the show. And he was so tired by the time we got off, he was like about to fall asleep in his chair. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, poor Rob. I, I will say that I don't feel sorry for Russ. Russ had uh, he had reservations for a Waffle House. So... <laughs> I don't. I don't feel bad for him. Waffle he's house. a bum. He's a he's a he's a sorry he's a sorry excuse for him. I miss Waffle House. I love me some Waffle House. That's the one thing about the South that I will definitely that I definitely miss. I do too. It's good, man. It's not no, good, yeah. but I, it's it's yeah, of course. <laughs> it'll, it'll do. It'll do. That'll do. I remember when I lived in South Carolina, there was a Waffle House like every 300 yards. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, when I was dude, in, uh, I've seen I've Jackson. seen Waffle I've seen Waffle Houses across the street from each other. 
they're like the Starbucks <laughs> of the South. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like if it's like two in the morning and you're like getting back from the bars, you just like go to the one that has like less people fighting inside of it. <laughs> like that's how you choose. Well, the, your your, your choices your choices were either Waffle House or Denny's. Denny's was mm -hmm. the upscale clientele. Ooh, Ooh okay, mm, interesting. Do you enjoy some? Denny's I don't know how that tracks or makes sense, but that somehow works. Like, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, it I does. Mean, one one's one's a you know building made a halfway of glass full of Kid Rock, and <laughs> the other one's it's just normal people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I the last time I was able to eat at a Waffle House was so long ago that you could still smoke in it back in the day. That's how long ago. It's okay, been. it's been a while. I'm yeah. sure there's certain ones you still can now. Uh. I guarantee you there's probably three or four somewhere that you still can. Yeah. I'm sure. Even though state laws say no, I'm sure they're in there. Yeah, and probably I don't think anybody in enforces them. any of that. No one's calling the cops to Waffle House. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't the they don't want that smoke, dude. Could you imagine being a cop and, and it's like 3.30 in the morning and you're like tired as fuck working nights and then you got to go like break up a fight with like 70 people at a Waffle House? Like, I, I don't want to do that shit. Oh, I'll be like, you know what, y'all, I'll just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would just act like my radio didn't work. You know, right. yeah. you know how... You know how schools have resource officers, mm -hmm. like they need one station permanently. You know, <laughs> the, I'm I'm sure they do. I'm sure their Waffle House has their they own private just, officer yeah, on they shift. Just make, make them like one of the like what do you call those like substations or whatever. Like a lot of gas stations are like quick trips or like police substations. Like which means there's basically always one there. They need to definitely need to do that. Well, probably just from the hours of like 10 p.m. to like 5 a.m. and I think they'd be okay. We need that shit during the day. Nobody's going there causing trouble during the day. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably. Especially it's in a your Waffle House, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not really so much my neck of the woods. It's more like the taint of the woods. But, uh, <laughs> the armpit. <laughs> no, further down. Further down. <laughs> if the taint's that close to the armpit, there's uh, something evolutionary wrong, ev evolutionarily <laughs> wrong there. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Ooh, good night. <laughs> or a bad one. <laughs> Depending on your perspective. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually crave the food of the Waffle House. I don't remember well, what I would get from there. I would just get every. I usually would just get like seven different things, and then like my tab would be like nine dollars. It was insane. Yeah, yeah, man. You could go in there and like a ten dollar bill and order like. <laughs> like and, and I'm oh, tipping tonight. Get you, you know? get you a waffle. Get you some smothered hash browns. Get you a side of gravy and biscuits. Get you a side of bacon. Uh, you know, coffee and something to drink. And still have like three bucks left over. <laughs> still play some games in an arcade so, somewhere, you know. Buy a pack you know, of cigarettes. Use use a I dollar mean. use a dollar for the jukebox and leave the waitress two dollars and call mm -hmm. it. It's crazy, man. They used they'll to remember be. you next time. The one of those things <laughs> that the South <laughs> one of the things that the South has taught me was a brand called Paul Mall. I didn't know that. Oh, uh, oh they're the worst, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're the worst. 
Oh, long busters. When, when you're drunk and it, it's, <laughs> long uh, busters. Yeah, when you're when you're drunk and you're in in, in Waffle House and, yeah, and you, you want to wake you smoked up all your blood. <laughs> you smoked all your Newports before and 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 you got a bum a cigarette. Mm -hmm. Paul Malls are what most likely. <laughs> Paul Malls. <laughs> they like barely have a filter. Mm -hmm. Like it's just for show. Oh goodness! Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't ask though. Sam, where are you at? <laughs> What's up? I'm Insta Sam eight nine on Instagram. Um, Sam meeting the groups here most Friday nights, trying to get it <laughs> back to every Friday night. But hey, my my our, my wrestling team's three and zero, so we're we're doing good. Nice, we're doing good, kicking awesome. some butt. Um, so I guess we'll get into some of this uh, some of this news. So I don't know if you guys have been watching Invincible. I read it way back in the day. Um, yeah, what's the I, finale today? Oh, did so? I saw you guys in the chat talking about it. Did they like just randomly throw that out, or was well, they like they uploaded it about five or six hours early last night because it normally <laughs> uploads at like either three a.m. Eastern, midnight Pacific. But it was a it was up at like nine thirty or ten p.m. Eastern last night. Oh, cool, cool. Is that a weekly thing? Like they, they do it like Disney. Yeah. Plus? Okay. Yeah, it was. They they uploaded the first three episodes of it, mm -hmm. and then after the first three episodes, it was weekly for the remainder of the season. Okay. Which eight episodes, uh, about forty five to fifty two minutes in length, and the eighth episode was today. <clears throat> oh, that's long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of expect them to do like a, the twenty two minute thing. Um, what do you think about that? About them doing like three at once and then like one a week? Like, would you rather them just do it either all at once or just do one a week? I don't see the the reasoning behind doing it like that. Like doing a chunk I of them. Like and then... the, I like the idea of the three at once because it's hard for some shows to hook an audience with just one episode and then wait a week. Give yeah, them three. Give them a good taste of it. And hook mm -hmm. them, and then yeah, bring them back week by week. I think that's better than I don't. I don't like the all at once thing. Well, I, I just for me because I never can watch all of a show in like a few days. It always takes me like a really long time. So I actually enjoy the ones that do week to week, mm -hmm. and I think it's smarter because like, and I guess like Invincible did this too, and I know like um, the Boys season two did that, like the three at once, and then. One 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 or whatever. Mm -hmm. I get, it just gets it just keeps people talking about the series for longer. Yeah, I think it depends on the series too. Like some mm -hmm. shows benefit from it because it keeps it fresher and on your mind uh, longer. Like, look at season three of Stranger Things. You mm -hmm. know, they dropped it all at once. <clears throat> After about a week or two, nobody was talking about Stranger Things anymore. Right, but. Yeah, shows that like The Mandalorian when it dropped and it was a weekly wait. Look how long it, people were talking about it over two mm -hmm. months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like know, doing like so. single single episode reviews on YouTube. I feel like you wouldn't. You just do. And, and I don't know. Do they do that for a show like Stranger Things that comes out all at once? Or well, that's the problem. No, yeah, and, you wouldn't be able to. Right. That, that, yeah. That's the thing. We would like on all queued up. You know, the show that I'm part of was mm -hmm. Greg and Betty. That's what we do. We eventually, we originally started out reviewing entire seasons, 
and we would cover two shows at once. You talk about having to cram a lot of shit in a week's time. Yeah, there. that's a lot. Well, we were, we were bi-weekly. Job. We were bi-weekly, so we would watch one thing one week, one thing the next, and then review them and talk about them in one show and try to keep it under an hour or at an hour. <laughs> it was hard to do. Mm-hmm. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. So... Now it's Not like only- we don't do whole seasons really anymore. We do episodes, you know, talk about two different episodes of I, two different shows or a movie. I, I think mm-hmm. that these shows have learned from Game of Thrones because whenever <clears throat> Game of Thrones was a thing, you know what I mean? We did like did something yeah. crazy. Yeah, yes. and Yule, that, that's, that's a thing too because like HBO never has strayed from that, that, that week, week to week thing. And I feel like Netflix kind of – Maybe pioneered that. I might be wrong, but it seems pretty like much they were, the, were the first to, to at least have a platform to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I think with Disney, I think we're going to see kind of moving back to the week to week thing because yeah, Disney's I mean, done that with all of them so far. The, the thing is, what Netflix fails to realize is that the YouTube culture. You know, we, mm-hmm. we there instead of just not not only do we do review uh, shows, but they're live reaction shows because yeah. you know to see if there's going to be some kind of crazy shit that happens. And in then the like, episode, like like a, a lot of you know? speculation is involved, like which we saw like to an extreme with with WandaVision, but even with Falcon Winter Soldier, like you we pretty much knew like after the first episode like where that was kind of going to end up. Not to say it was bad or boring or anything like i loved it and we'll get to it later but it's like but there is still i think i love i love talking about this shit you know like yeah. even like when, like how we did week to week with wandavision and mandalorian just being like what where could this go or like I, I enjoyed that a lot and i think i definitely enjoyed that more than if it was because like i don't remember shit like when i have to look back at a whole season you know what i mean like there's always stuff that i did i over that i by the end kind of forget about and but if I get like the week to week to think about it, then it's like and it's just it's just nice too to have like something to look forward to, you know? Yeah, that there's something to be said for I think for some anticipation, you know, just like waiting and thinking about what's gonna happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially like especially like in COVID times where like we've been and it's getting it's getting better now. I think I think we're kind of getting turned the corner on like the the content, but just being so starved for content for so long, mm-hmm. I'm like shit, man. I'd love I'd love something to talk about, and just just look forward to. And but yeah, they, and that, so that, oh, that's ahead. something that's something that you lose with the binging the the speculation. Sure. It's like you know you don't have that week to week wait, you know, to try to ponder and discuss what you think may happen. What do you mm-hmm. think about this? What do you think about that? And it's just like, bam, you know, some people can watch it in a day or two if they don't have, you know, if they've got a lot of free time, they can watch a whole series <clears throat> in one, two days, three, you know, while other people are like trying to knock out an episode a week if they're lucky. Yeah, and me. then you like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you can't discuss it because, oh, well, I don't want to give this away. You know, mm-hmm. they're not there yet. <laughs> so... You know, there's pros and cons to both. <laughs> so, I think it depends on the series, though. Like, if it's something short, like four, six episodes, like say the Castlevania uh, animated series on Netflix, drop that all at once because they're like four half-hour episodes. 
It's like a yeah. movie, essentially. There's the, That's there, great. there wouldn't be too much to even talk about, even if you're going to do like a week to week thing. Um, but but kind of to your point of like it depends on the series. I almost wonder if like if WandaVision, if maybe less people would have been like disappointed with it if it would have all came out at once because. I feel like a lot of people's disappointment and like this is their fault, like the viewer's fault was that people <clears throat> let their expectations like get out of control. Mephisto! And then, yeah, and, and like the mutants are coming. Introduce the Fantastic Four and like and so I wonder if that one, like if that would have just all came out at one clip, then if people would have been like maybe and then like with with I, I and I have to check myself too. I'm not like a, a like a perfect consumer of media, but I do have to check myself. But then I do my best to be like, let's judge this on what is here and as opposed to what's not here. But I yeah. think it seem for, for some reason, I have a hard time with that show specifically. For me, too many only people. One... Go ahead. Yule. Yeah. There's only one real benefit to being able to see a season all in one at one time. And that's to, 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 cause, cause tomorrow's never promised. So, you know, like, I might die, man. So, it's nice to get closure sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. assuming that the season doesn't end with the yeah, you might, you might, you might choke on you your know. quesarito, dude. <laughs> your eggs from Waffle House, yeah. Right. What were you about to say, Maya? Oh, um, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> But I feel I feel like that one people did just kind of get out of control with their expectations. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Something along those lines, basically. You know, people need to stop judging a series or a movie based on their <laughs> expectations versus what's actually there, like you were saying. Right. And you Lowered see that. You see that. Yeah, and you see that with with any any type of review, like book reviews do it a lot. It's like they review the book that that they want as opposed to the book that they just read, you know? So it's, so I think like just judge things on their merits and, and, and don't get too attached to things. Um, but yeah, big that happened, but even that happened with like star Wars, you know, with the sequel trilogy, especially. Mm -hmm. um, so you see that shit all the time, but <clears throat> I don't know. I like water vision. I was like, it's fine. <laughs> you know, fine for what it was. I was sitting oh. here. I was entertained for what it was too. Yeah. I so, we we you brought up Invincible. That's what sparked. I this did. Whole. <laughs> yeah, and I, was, I was just gonna get that because I, I was like, I didn't even say see that line. So um, they they greenlit it for two more seasons. And, yep. and my my note for this was that Robert Kirkman continues his abysmal track record of bringing comics to TV, which is oh, <laughs> it's <just> sarcasm because <laughs> that dude has. I, I don't know. It's like I'm, I'm I'm not crazy about him. I liked Invincible when I read it. Um. I, I've read like the first few issues of The Walking Dead, like way back when it came out. Never watched the show, but I, I caught a couple episodes here and there. I was like, this isn't for me. But I do think that he's done a lot to to get people into comics. Like he's he's had to because that show was like The Walking Dead. At least was like a huge phenomenon. It's like, I've seen just on Instagram people like in their stories talking about watching Invincible and like, yo, this shit's crazy for a cartoon. Like they've apparently never watched anime or anything like that, you know, but, um, but it's cool because like a lot of those people are not people who would normally be into this shit. So I think that, that, that that's a cool thing. And Robert Kirkman, I think deserves some do uh, or some props for, for, for doing that. Oh, absolutely. I also think he deserves props for not sticking to 
um, traditional comic tropes. You know, he puts his own slant on them and yeah. gives you mm-hmm. things that you've not seen before. Uh, it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that comes through in Invincible, and I like that it does. Are you liking uh, the show? Oh, I love the show. Absolutely love the show. Good. I've I've already finished all eight episodes, and I'm like, damn, I want season two already. I'm happy they've already greenlit season two and three, but mm-hmm. damn, I hate the wait. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's like one of the one of those people that was like in like so. My brother, who's just like not into comics at all, was like, "Hey, have you heard of this?" And I was like, "Yeah," you know, I talked to him about it, and he was like. Um, I just watched the first episode and like, it's fucking awesome. I was like, hell yeah, dude, get into it. And then also it's like everything Robert Kirkman does is for image. And I, that they're my favorite comic book company. So I'm like, yes, anything that you can do for them, <laughs> you know, it's like a win. Is that book still being published? <laughs> uh, no, it ended in February of 2018. Okay. A couple years ago then. Yeah. There were yeah, that, that, 144. Four or 146 issues. I don't remember which. That's a good run. Right now, the pro- the Kirkman product that I'm um, reading is uh, Firepower, which is kind of like, I guess, his version of Street Fighter meets um, mm. Iron Fist kind of mm-hmm. thing going on. So I- I've been enjoying it. Sweet. I'm going to check that out. <clears throat> cool. Well, um, this next note, it says, I'm not sure what an Eternal is, but this movie will probably be good. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't pay too much attention to the Oscars or anything, but I saw that Nomadland won Best Picture, which is directed by Chloe Zhao, who's directing the Eternals movie. So mm-hmm. I, like in this movie, like, I, couldn't, I can't name – like you can put a gun to my head. I couldn't name one Eternal. You know what I mean? I don't even know like where they fit in to the MCU like – Yule, you might know more about that than I do, but not gonna lie, didn't care enough about him to, you know. Yeah, and it's one of the things like when they announced a the movie, I wasn't like mad at it because like I've been there with Guardians of the Galaxy where I was like, what the fuck are they doing this? This is a huge mistake, and look what happened with that. But um, the lady who directed that movie just won Best Picture, so I'm like, shit, maybe this. Like it just gives me a little bit more excitement, I guess. Not hope because I never thought that it would be bad, but it, like I might go see this in theaters now. You know what I mean? If it's like mm-hmm. that caliber of a movie, which which who's to say it is? But I think if you have that type of talent, that that just speaks well to it. Like look what the Russos did from like, um, like the difference between Captain America: The First Avenger, which I don't even know who directed that, and then like the Russo brothers on Winter Soldier. Like those movies are in two different calibers, right? Um, Winter Soldiers felt like uh, it was just on a different level, you know. So I'm just like, those are just like those directorial things that can make huge differences, and I'm excited for this now a little bit. Well, I'm just gonna say that I have tapered, <clears throat> in, you know, expectations too, like mm-hmm. because I don't really give a crap about the Eternals, and this is one of the few things where I really don't want to know more because I just want to be surprised when I. Yeah, me too. And I'm like content to go in knowing nothing. Exactly. Right. So that's one of the few things in comics that I would, that I have absolutely no, I've heard of them, but I've never done the research or cared enough to do the research. I never read anything at least, you know, I think all I really know about them is they're connected to the celestials. I think. Yeah. That's like all I know. That's that's it. I don't just, 
And I think the Black Knight that was on the Avengers was one of them. Oh, was, okay. Was it the Black Knight or Cersei? I forget. Both Black of them. Knight. I think I'm, it's both I'm, of them. Probably. Yeah. But, you know, I never looked into <clears throat> it much because I never read most of the cosmic shit that Marvel was doing mm-hmm. back when I was younger. Anything cosmic was usually X-Men related <clears throat> for me. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> And I think that that's obviously where like the MCU is going, which which I I think a lot of people come to the conclusion that it's like, yeah, it's going to be the Fantastic Four just because of all the cosmic shit. But I'm like, I think people forget about all the cosmic shit that was in X-Men and like how Phoenix kind of out of control (laughs) and like not taking place on Earth and and how much a lot of that was. Um, But I, I still would reason that because we've we we have a director tied to the Fantastic Four movie already that that's going to be the next the next step you know people are probably bummed that, that Galactus didn't show up in um, WandaVision but hey you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would have fit perfectly mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no, nobody would be happy unless Professor X and all of the first year students. Yeah, showed yeah, up yeah exactly. Every every single last one of them exactly. in the last episode, in the in the second post credits. <laughs> I can see it right now. Yeah. You know that they left Bobby Drake out. They had the Angel, Jean Grey, <laughs> yeah. and Cyclops, the Beast, but no Bobby Drake. Unacceptable. They call it Quicksilver. As, as, as a huge as a huge Iceman fan. Cyclops being my favorite X-Men, Iceman being my second favorite, I would be very, very upset if they left him out. Yeah, one of the founders should be in there. <laughs> I, I fucking mean, love Cyclops, man. I do too, man. He's awesome. See, Slam. you don't, you don't find you don't find a lot of Cyclops fans out there. <clears throat> I've liked them since the since the, no, the cartoon, which was my introduction to the X-Men. I have a Same, question. Mine too. In the 90s or the 80s, when you're growing up reading X-Men, right? Mm-hmm. Who did you imagine playing the character of Cyclops back then? Um, hmm. uh, shit. Damn it. Names on the tip of my tongue. Michael Bean. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I thought oh, I was the only one, too. <laughs> Michael Bean. What was he even doing then? Um, Nothing. He, he was, did he Terminator. Terminator. Okay. Uh, Aliens. His tombstone was See, like tombstone. Project. Yeah. tombstone. I forgot he was in that. I never. Um, oh, he did a lot of, of them. Shit. Yeah, I never pictured any of them in live action just because that never seemed like a, a possibility. I think I, I never even like imagined it. And then we got the two thousand. That was his two thousand X Men movie, right? Mm-hmm. And then that dude kind of. Um, I think he, James Marsden. I think he did okay. Yeah, he, he did. He did fine for what he was given, but Brian mm-hmm. Singer is a crap director when it comes to a franchise. <laughs> like He's that. bad, man. He's bad. And then Simon Kinberg is worse. <laughs> uh huh. That's funny. Was he the one who directed Part Three? No, he, no, he wrote. So, he wrote. He wrote Part Three. He wrote and directed. He, yeah, he wrote like most of all. Of them. Yeah, he did. He did. So Part Three was Brett Ratner, who like up until that point like did fucking Jessica Simpson music videos and like yeah. Brian Singer, yeah, Brian Singer was doing uh, Superman Returns. Superman was that the, Returns? Yeah, was that the one with with Brandon Roth? Um, 
mm-hmm. and he was he was just like having an appropriate relationship with minors on that movie instead of mm-hmm. X Men Three, <laughs> The Last Stand. <laughs> yeah, that movie was bad. That movie was bad. Um, I like that one dude. How there's like, like Which? the cabal of evil mutants, and then there's like the one dude who's like high, like the um, he's like higher up with them, but like all he can do is like have like small spikes come out of him. It's like if he's, if he's like super fucking close to you, he can kill you. But other than that, like he's just a dude. <laughs> you know, like he has like he says like one. those like like one in spikes is like like all over his body like a porcupine. But like it only works like he hugs that one lady and kills her, and like that was cool. But like unless he's doing, he can somehow do that to all of his enemies. Like he's just like, <laughs> like he's like just as like powerless as any of us. You know, like it's. That, that, movie that, that movie was bad, and what kills me is Fox is like, well, this guy wrote X3. Everybody hated it. Let's <laughs> let him write and direct another movie. <laughs> so he tries a different retelling of the same story, essentially. <laughs> so did he... I'm so glad I skipped that one. I, I still haven't seen Dark Phoenix. I, I couldn't yeah, be bothered. Me either. Um, Don't. In fact, my my life is full without it. Okay, I'm gonna sum up. I'm gonna sum up. I'm gonna sum up. Uh, what's what was wrong with Dark Phoenix and most of the Fox X Men movies? There were some good ones. There were three good ones, three mediocre ones, and four bad ones. Just flat out bad. You realize they made and, that movie. Yeah, they yeah. did. <laughs> And the, here's the thing. You're Magneto. You have the power to control metal. You can do anything with metal that you can think of. <laughs> You're on a city street in New York City, surrounded by literal shit tons of metal. <laughs> buildings made of metal. <laughs> buildings. Buildings con- containing metal rebar. Skyscrapers, you know, containing metal frames and... You know, even the glass has got some metal yeah, in it. Just, just give him uh, one eye beam. You know, he's good. Cars, <laughs> cars, buses, fence, iron fence, you know, parking meters, manhole covers, all kinds of shit that you can use to hurl, warp, contort, and skewer people with. And this is this is what he does. He gets down on one knee and puts both hands on the pavement. And looks like he's straining to take the world's gigantic, most biggest <laughs> shit ever for two solid fucking minutes to rip a subway car up through the pavement to hurl at somebody that was <laughs> nice. in between two empty buses. <laughs> Makes yeah. no sense. Could have just sandwiched them. I like Makes that. No um, sense. And that sums up the Fox run of X Men. Dark Phoenix takes place in the 90s, right? Yeah. yeah. I, what I like about that is that Professor X and Magneto, when they met in X-Men First Class in the late 60s or in the early 60s, that they didn't 1963. age. Yeah, that they didn't age from then until the early 90s. I thought that was super smart, super solid, well-thought-out filmmaking by Fox. It's not Asian people, and then and maybe maybe the Dark Phoenix stuff was just really stressful that it aged him like thirty years between then and the year two thousand when, when 
the first X Men movie came out. You know, it's just it's just Fox is being Fox and just doing doing great work, um, honoring these characters that, that we grew up with. And, yeah, so uh, it was a seven year gap in timeline wise from Dark. Phoenix I do I do feel like to be fair, I've, I've aged in a similar manner since I've had kids. It's been about six years, six years plus. So <laughs> you know, I got to see where it comes from. And um, yeah, those those movies, man. Um, it's like they had a good like with with X Men First Class. You were like, all right, cool, man. Like it's fresh start. And then, like Brian Singer was attached to the next one, I was like, "Oh no!" And I liked Days of Futures Past. I thought it was, I thought it was a good movie, but then they just I liked like, it. muddled everything together. I'm like, "Oh yeah, God, that's I, what I didn't I, like about it." Because it's like, first okay. class was just fine without any of that shit. Like I wasn't like, "God, I wish James Marsden was Cyclops in this movie." <laughs> <You know what laughs> I mean? but, but like, but. To the, I do think that they had like in the even in the early like the first three Fox X Men movies, I, th- I thought they had some good casting choices. I thought like Ian McKellen's great, Patrick Stewart's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, I thought like Kelsey Grammer's Beast was like fucking perfect. <laughs> like yeah. give, me that, yeah. <laughs> give me that all day. Give me that all day. Like, I loved it. Like his cadence, like the way he delivered his lines and everything. I was like, this is that's how I read Beast. Was how Kelsey Grammer, and then like he had, he like fought at the end and looked. Clownish, but <laughs> my major beef with the first three X Men was they did they dipped into the Magneto well way too often. Like, come on, man! With all the the X Men villains there are, they just kept going back to Magneto, and I was just like, no. yeah. I yeah. like Striker though. In, in the I thought the second one was good. X Two. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was good. I like William Stryker as a villain. I mm-hmm. thought he was cool. I like Lady Deathstrike. I thought she was cool. Like that, that kind of that, like the depiction of her. I thought it fit with the universe. Is like kind of kind of true character in, in certain ways. But I mean, there there were things I would have changed and would have done differently. But X two was pretty good. Um, but yeah, they. It was every movie, Xavier Magneto, Xavier Magneto, Xavier Mm -hmm. Magneto. Mm -hmm. Even in, uh, you know, and then when you finally got Apocalypse, who's he go for? Magneto. (laughs) You're going to be my tool. Uh, I'm telling you, man, I've used the screen name Ensabanur, which is Apocalypse's name. Yep, Mm -hmm. That's when I met you, you were using that. Inside. Yeah, I, I've been using that since 1999 online as my screen name. That was, that was when, when that Maya movie, entered the Matrix. When that, <laughs> when that movie came out, I was so excited for it because we had just come off of Days of Future Past, which mm-hmm. was pretty good. My only complaint about Days of Future Past is it, you know, <laughs> tied the first three movies to the current two movies. Yeah. You know, but they kind of did it in a way where that like it fixes the old timeline, but we can still move forward with this one, and it can kind of exactly. go where it goes. You know, just like everyone kind of has to just be alive by that point, right? Yeah. In that post credit scene where like they teased Apocalypse, like that was fucking cool, dude. I was so I was like, like yeah, I, like, yeah. I, was I was, I was too. I jumped up in the theater. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. I got like, like people horse chanting there, like on horses or whatever. 
Yeah, I was getting hyped for that. He's like building the pyramids. Oh, that's so cool. So cool. And then Brian Singer is like, I got this, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And to be fair, the opening to Apocalypse was pretty exciting. Pretty good. That first five, six minutes, you know, where it shows the power transference of him, you know, going to another body. And his four horsemen there, how they're trying to protect him and everything. That was really cool. And then the rest of the movie happened. (laughs) (laughs) So sick. I enjoyed what they did with him in the most recent um, ca- uh, thing that was going on with X Men. I'm oh, so bad. He, became, he, he to me was Powers, House of X or something. Yeah, Powers Hawkspox or House of, yeah, Powers yeah. of X. Or, yeah, I really liked him in that. I liked everything yeah, about that. Here. <laughs> I, I need to go. Yeah, back same here. Agreed. 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 So you'll in, in Maya too. I only read the first like initial run. Of like that event of like house and powers and then i was like i got to a point where i was like this i'm so just happy with kind of how this turned out that i don't need to read anything more so i so i never read like dawn of x or anything like that like i I read like the first um i think it ended up being like maybe 12 issues of like that event and then i just stopped because i was cool with where it ended like it gave me an x-men story that like beginning and end to it yeah, and I was like, I'm leaving that. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, like, because I, I I like the way it, exactly the way it started too, where like they were apocalypse, uh, 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 Magneto and 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 freaking Professor X decided truce. We're gonna work yep. together to become. Yep, and that's you know, like what I always movie. wanted, and and it really took Professor X to be the one to finally come around. Because I think Magneto and Apocalypse were close enough <laughs> as far yeah, as like their agreed. goals, but 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 like but it's, and it just kind of puts it as like you have these like two people who on their own are, are like kind of murderous, um, you know, willing willing to kill a lot of people to to meet their ends. But then when you have them balanced by Professor X, Professor who's X. for one like super powerful, but like has a way of like we can do this without looking like monsters, you know, like we can carve out our place in the earth. And like as a leader for these villains, right. Are these people who, who on left of their own devices would be villains. And I'm like, shit, you add him. So, so it's almost like everyone thinks like, man, you know, if Magneto would just get right, he'd be a cool hero. Same thing with apocalypse. He's so powerful, but it's like, but it really took professor X to, to kind of turn around and like to pull these dudes into the fold. And that's just why I loved I loved that concept and it's like what i've always wanted right um so it's uh i kind of left that that series alone i loved i loved it the story that it gave us it spanned like thirty thousand years you know (laughs) so it takes it definitely took for me like some rereading um but man was it good and and i'm a huge jonathan hickman fan so even if it sucked i would probably still like it and and make excuses for it same here same here I'm, Hickman is my guy when it comes to yes, big project, mm-hmm. ambitious projects that you know. He um he does no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Same here, <laughs> same here. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Hickman homer. <laughs> so I guess we'll, we'll we'll jump ahead a little bit. So this is you know this isn't often that Maya and I actually are for one buying figures, but buying the same figures. But I just wanted <laughs> to throw this in here just to. Um, NECA showed their their like finish April O'Neil from the 1990 movie. That's right. Um, they have 
they released two of them. Eric, do you collect these? I don't. I'm not in for the NECA stuff. I have some of the Super Seven stuff. I just okay. That's, that's my aesthetic, preferred aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was sorry doing, for you. Yeah, I'm, that sucks, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> I was I was doing the um, the NECA cartoon stuff, and then I came to the conclusion I don't really like the cartoon. So um, I so I'm just just with the movie stuff. Um, but they released two of these. Uh, there's like a, a kind of standard one, like thirty bucks. You can pre-order it for the next two weeks. That's not for you, baby. And then they put an exclusive up, um, which is a hundred bucks, but it comes with like her raincoat and like a signed thing. Like it's like a press badge. Press badge. It's signed. Um, I got both because I'm thinking I'll get the normal release, and then I can go on eBay right now and get like a rain, a yellow raincoat, right? But that exclusive, it was like limited to 2,000 pieces. I got that. I'm, like, I'm going to be able to flip that in a year or two or yeah. as, as, however long I want to sit on it. <clears throat> Movie Shredder was so awesome. I wanted to be that guy so bad, dude. Like, and yeah, then, they bad they ruined, then they ruined it with Super Shredder. I know. Well, hey, Yule, much like House and Powers of X, after that first movie, nothing else exists. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way I am when it comes to the live action Turtles. I love the first movie. It's perfect. Secret of the Use. Yeah. Secret of the Use was. And Turtles 3 was so atrocious. Turtles 3 didn't need to be made. Now, the. the 2015, I think it was, Turtles movie, the one that Michael Bay produced but didn't direct. Yes. That one's actually pretty decent. I just didn't like the aesthetic, but, yeah, overall the story wasn't too bad. Yeah, the, story too was, bad. the story was good. The aesthetic, yeah, wasn't that wasn't a biggest fan of the way the Turtles looked. It's the nose, but, man. It threw me off. But, you know, it's kind of accurate to the actual turtle faces, you know. But, but the characterizations were true. You mm-hmm. know, they were true to the source material. They took a lot of cues from IDW. Um, not everything, uh, uh, of course, but enough to, you know, make it different from all the other iterations of the turtle stories we've been told. And it was pretty good. And then they went and made the sequel to it, which was atrocious. Uh, how do you have a Casey Jones and the Turtles and Casey Jones never even team up? They never fought with, and it, you know, you've got this horrible use of Bebop and Rocksteady. Ugh. Yeah. It's, it it, it, it's, it's like fan service, but not really. <laughs> like, we, we're going to bring characters that you love, but not use them in the. Respectful. Not use them in a yeah, respectful way, yeah. Exactly. But you're saying they had Casey Jones in the movie, but he didn't. Team yeah, the, guy with him? Ar- the guy who played Arrow, mm-hmm. which I like, I hate that dude, man. Like, I think he's just a not, he's just a bad actor. <laughs> like, he was like so wooden all the time, and you it's like Casey Jones, like, like Casey Jones is like should be the opposite. Like, you want him to just be like some, like. Just kind of scummy dude, like he like the dude that played Oliver Queen, like didn't he just didn't look the part, like he didn't speak in that way. I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm trying. To, I feel sorry for that word. guy because there's no way he was ever going to be able to live up to to the way Elias Cateus. Uh, oh my no, perfect man. And like he did, he did it perfect. Like he was just kind of like a mongoloid. 
which is like what Casey Jones is. Like he's just a big fucking oaf. Who's like the babe? Not, yeah, like not slick in any kind of way. Just like God. And like that's did you see like, in those? Did you see in those pictures with the April O'Neil figure and the got the Danny figure that's a Luke Crate exclusive that comes out in August? Did you guys get that? By the way, Sam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get it. Wait, the the loot crate one. Yeah. Did you get Did you get that, Maya? Uh huh. Okay. Good. Yeah, I did. Good. 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 I got That's two because that loot crate splinter. I only got splinter. one because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so that loot crate splinter, like I looked on eBay, and this was when we were like all in the chat a couple months ago. And like I was like sending screenshots, like that's selling for like four fifty and five hundred bucks. Like, so I so I, based on that, I'm like, let me get two of these Dannys, you know, sit on it for a little bit and keep one for yeah. the other. Mm-hmm. But they had that um the that unmasked, unmasked Casey Jones. Jones, yeah, and I think that was a, a likeness rights thing, and I guess like they got Elias Coteus to come around, which I don't know if he was like resistant or maybe they just never reached out or anything, but like. I watched interviews with that dude. He seems like the coolest person ever. <laughs> like, I wish yeah. he was my neighbor or something. <laughs> he's, just, he's just so cool. And like, he was in um, that Chicago PD show, and, like, Jackie watched it. And this is, like, one of these fucking network procedural things. And it's super, yeah. And it's, they're goofy. But, like, he was always great in it, man. Like, he just the way that dude delivers lines and everything, he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, I want I, I want that, and I want a tattoo, and I'll be happy with that line. I'm worried about yeah, I'm worried about that tattoo, man. Because I, I remember we were we were chatting about that too. Um, because I don't think I think that dude is just off the grid. That actor, and it's like, man, yeah. like can you just make him look like just a bald dude? <laughs> you know. <with> the- <laughs> I just yeah I want to if I ever got that figure I'd be I'd be saying the famous lines around that fool the whole time. Money mm-hmm. cannot buy the honor which you are so <laughs> That movie's so good, exactly. man. Like, I, it's like honestly, like, and it doesn't even hold up to like just like all you know. It's it's nostalgia and like it's just I think that movie's objectively good <laughs> to this day, man. I watch it, yeah. and I still get yeah, it, I, it still holds up. Still good. I love man. the music. Everything. The music, yeah, and then and it kind of is just like typical, like new line cinema of that era. Like their movies kind of all look the same, you know. Like they're all just like in these dark and dingy, like. Well, because I, New Line was an indie uh, company at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, they were known you for know, their that, slasher films. Just mm-hmm. new, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't TMNT? Oh, were they around before TMNT? I thought that was their first one. That was their first hit, I think. I know it made a shitload. It was mm-hmm. for the time. Because uh, it was cheap to make, too. Highest grossing indie film at the time for years. Mm-hmm. So the, the best way I could describe um, New Line Cinema is that they were known mostly for, like, horror. That was their niche. That's what they were known mm-hmm. for. Like, But then all of a sudden, like, somewhere in the 90s, um, Austin Powers came into their wheelhouse well, they they did Mortal Kombat before that, right? <laughs> Which yeah, looked kind of like Ninja early. Turtles in a lot of ways. It, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. It, it, it was a. Uh, it it could have been crossover horror since you know it mm-hmm. had scary violent themes, right? It was a rated R. Was it PG thirteen or rated R? 
I think it was a rated R fl- fl- film, if I remember. Wait, Mortal Kombat? Yeah. The was first one was, was, yeah, was PG-13. All right, never mind. Um, but yeah, I guess then, then that was a, yeah another one of their hits. And then Austin Powers was the one that kind of broke out of their their normal uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Comedy, you know, yeah, comedy that was, Friday. It would have been like 97. Yeah. And Friday Friday was uh, uh, fell under that thing too. But Friday was... Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say they were block. Uh, they were like blockbuster films per se. It wasn't until like maybe Blade, and that was a. That wasn't a super blockbuster or anything, but it was. It was still res- respectable. Yeah. It wasn't until like Lord of the Rings is when they gained their clout. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings was like the first big, mm-hmm. big one. They gambled their entire future on that that thing, and it paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn right it did. Because they must have had to have invested so much up front. Yeah, because they, they recorded all three, three of them. At the, yeah, mm-hmm. at that one time. Yeah, and I was like, man, that's pretty ambitious. How, <laughs> how are you gonna? But that do was all such that? a. It was such a big deal when it came out, you know. Mm-hmm. And like it was for a long for like those three years. <clears throat> did they did they release them? Um, let me see what else we have on here. Uh, I guess these last two things we can hit, and then we'll get into Mortal Kombat and, and Falcon Winter Soldier. So they're making a Captain America four movie um, with with, with yes, Anthony Mackie and Sam Wilson. So I not but too much to say because there's not anything known about it other than that they're making it. But um, they also for that HBO Max Green Lantern core series they cast Guy Gardner, which. Um, I don't know the dude playing him, but he looks like a smug dickhead, which perfect. is perfect. Which is perfect for Guy Gardner. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a bowl cut, which was very much of the time. And if he doesn't, um, that'll be okay because as long as he can uh, – if they can characterize him appropriately, I think it'll be all right. I don't, did you guys catch – this was in like 2010 or 2011 on Cartoon Network. There was this like like um, CGI, but it was it was like a cartoon, just like like a CGI cartoon, uh, Green Lantern series. Um, it, it only ran for one season, but like it was good, man. I, I don't know if this is streaming anymore. But. I cannot remember that. Off the I top saw of I saw an episode. I saw a couple episodes here and there. I don't think I saw the entire series. That was when um, like Young Justice season two was out. Which was like a very, and then it's like I, I only remember this because this was a very specific time in my life where I was like bartending until like, you know, four in the mornings on Friday nights, and then like I'd like go to sleep and I'd set my alarm and I would watch both these shows because they came on back to back, um, but it was good, it was good, and, and I feel like that that's they had Guy Gardner on that and he he was great, like I don't remember what he looked like, but he. Um, like he just is perfect characterization. So in fact, if they can just do that, then then I'm good. But it's just, it's just also to like I just am glad to see that they're doing something with this and it's moving forward. I like the HBO Max kind of getting to put some of these out and hopefully they kind of follow the Disney model. If he got a bowl cut, that would be the ultimate <laughs> tool move. He looks like he, he's already a tool, but that bulk would have made him like a super tool. Uh-huh, he would have like um, <laughs> um, Jim Carrey on Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Unless it's take, taking place in the 80s or 90s, I don't think you're going to see that. <laughs> guy yeah, Gardner's the only guy who wears his ring in the middle. That's why I love that dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder they what they're going to do. Do they? 
I thought it was just yeah. Me. I'm pretty sure they do. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, I don't read enough Green Lantern to know. No, I'm positive. I mean, neither. I don't know anything about my that. favorite. My favorite Lantern was Kyle Rayner. Ah, uh, that was my guy. Was the me, me too. Guy. Me too. Yeah. Yep. I felt bad for him though, man, because all his girlfriends got put in the. <laughs> I know. <laughs> man, he got a little those. curse. Yeah. They don't make it. <laughs> None of them. Do. <clears throat> Man, so this I'm I'm just looking up on Wikipedia. It said on that Green Lantern animated series that it was canceled due to poor toys toy sales, which I don't remember ever seeing a toy for this. And well, due there to, you like, go. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Due to the poor box office performance of the live action film. But like this comic mm-hmm. or this cartoon was good. Like I'm trying to see if it's streaming anywhere, but um a lot of the yeah, reason you, the Thundercats 2011 reboot was canceled because I mean, the toys were selling okay, but then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're like, we're not selling enough toys, we're not going to do a season two. Yeah, and, they did the same oh, thing with He-Man. <clears throat> oh god, that He-Man series was so good. That was an X, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, they have it on HBO Max, so if you're... <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah, if, if you're if you're That's curious, it's it's only one season. But if you're like, hey, I don't know shit about Green Lantern, want to get a little Green Lantern story? Check it out. Uh, you something you can just throw on in the background. Um, so, <clears throat> Mortal Kombat. Did you guys all get to watch it? Uh, no, I, I unfortunately did not. But you can spoil it. I don't care. This yeah, point. that matters. <laughs> Yule, did you watch it? I did. My man. Okay. What do you guys think of it? <laughs> okay. Dumb fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a bad movie, but I enjoyed it anyway. <laughs> I did I, too. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love Starship went... Troopers too. So. <laughs> and I it, know it was, was this the same director? I have no idea, but okay. I, would, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I, I I will have to say that the. Uh, you seen that meme going around about the actor that played Kano? How he's got uh, oh, he yeah. was hospitalized yeah. because he carried For that entire him. movie on his back. <laughs> back. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. true, because he was the best part about that movie. Man, so I was thinking about that today. But I, I watched it um, again between last night and today. It's kind of getting ready for this. I like Cabal was awesome because so like Kano. Yeah, he was. Kano was like this kind of scummy. There's like a lot of tropish things about him of like just kind of like this this type of bad guy. But like Cabal was just such like a normal dude that like you would know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just like he just talked like regular because people talk. Like you know, Cabal, it's maybe Cabal used to be a normal dude. Yeah. It was till he got horribly injured and had to be put in that permanent fucking iron lung. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's like, put me know. in this iron lung. He's a scumbag. He's a piece of shit. You're gonna love him. Like he's just. That's <laughs> what I said. I was, I was like, Cabal is just like a regular dude. Maybe if I was Australian and I was like used to hearing people talk with like Aussie accents, then Kano would be more normal to me. But like Cabal is like Cabal's is like he's just like the guy that lives um around you. You know what I mean? That like you like gets. You know, drinks too much, probably does drugs, and you don't want to be around him too much. And boy, where you going against Sozies, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but but Kano was he was great. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by that. 
And it was like such a quick turn for him too. Like there was there was no um because I kind of thought like with the like the you know 30 second speech that Cabal gave, but like I'm not working working for him, I'm working with him. <laughs> like that, that maybe Kana would like fake him out and be like, Oh, he's not really gonna he's not really gonna turn bad here. Um, but then, like he just did, he could he couldn't wait to jump sides, you know. Missionary, you know. I yeah, I didn't want him to. I want. I wish take, he was. He was going to take that money from the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. I I, I wish he he didn't he he wasn't a casualty because I would have loved to have seen him in a sequel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it's like they have such a big roster now. Oh, you know, that I feel like they can, huge. they can, yeah, it's like they can afford to kill off who they killed off. And what, 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 what irritates me is you have such a huge roster of people to pull from, you create a completely new character. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going, I was going to bring that up as well, and, and I'm just going to say I'm worried about this precedent that, that Warner Brothers is going to start with this movie of studio mandates detracting from the movies. which again, me being super sarcastic because this has been a problem for like the last eight years, at least since, um, uh. Well, probably since Batman versus Superman, that this has been a, an issue of the studio mandating something for yeah. some reason, right? You need to have um, a. They they said with this, which was my, what Maya brought up, right? They're like, we need to have a new character so the audience can know what's going on. You can do that with Liu Kang or like Sonya Blade would have been a great one because she didn't have the fucking mark or whatever. At the beginning, so like she would have been a perfect one to be like, let's begin with her. Like she's figuring this out, and as she finds stuff out, or as she finds things out about like the tournament, she lets the audience know, and then you know, eventually she kills one of them, gets her mark, and now she's one of the the, the crew or whatever. So I, yeah, and it's like I didn't know what that Cole dude. I couldn't tell if that girl at the beginning was. His sister or his daughter because he, he just looked <laughs> young. really young. Yeah, he looked like yeah. I was like he could be twenty one or thirty. Exactly. I, I wasn't sold on that 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 dy- that family dynamic at all. <laughs> and, and I did. I mean, there were things about it that I enjoyed, and there were things about it that just irritated the hell out of me. But I mean, overall, it, I still had a good time watching it, but I didn't hate it. Uh, but I didn't love it either. Yeah. Uh, no. You know, I li- I liked I liked the fact that you know the to participate in the Mortal Kombat tournament, you have to be you have to bear the mark of the chosen, mm-hmm. which is you know the dragon logo in the Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it looks like a looks like a brand, like a cattle mm-hmm. brand. Uh, so it's cool. You know, and guys like oh, this is my birthmark and. Jax is like that's no birthmark. <laughs> yeah, know, but, um, he's a weird one. That's like, what? What would his like? What's the what's the special power called? Like the arcade arcade or whatever. Something doesn't matter. What would that have been if he didn't get those? If he didn't get those fake metal arms, like what would have been his power? 
his arms would have been plated, I guess. <laughs> just like just like Cole <laughs> yeah, was wrapped up in rattan. Yeah, he's got like a shirt, yeah. <laughs> rattan like like a wicker chair. Exactly. <laughs> he's like the fattest motherfucker could sit on me and I won't break. <laughs> I know. Get your heaviest aunt or uncle at the family function. <laughs> sit on me. Um because yeah, I wonder that because like um you know, Luke Kang did what he did. Like he can like make fire, right? Which doesn't, yeah, you make fire, right? It's just, it's kind of makes sense. And then, um, you know, Kano shoots the laser out of his eye. And then like Jack's is like his arms, his Boy. metal arms. He just <laughs> got fucking like, more metal. Laser beam. How cool yeah. is that? It's better than fire. <laughs> People were upset not, that he they weren't sold on his Australianness because he didn't say "cunt" enough times. <laughs> oh, that's the problem with Americans; they're just not used to a word like "cunt." He can't. It really is bad, man. I guess he had enough f bombs, you know. Make it close yeah, enough. But uh, I thought Kung Lao was pretty awesome. And yeah. is he the one with the hat? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really, he was cool. The fatalities were cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah you know yeah. that it's a great thing that this thing was rated R because you got some really mm-hmm. gruesome, up close fatalities like you would see in the game. Like, uh, yeah, I, and especially know. like right off the jump when you had Scorpion Sub Zero fighting like way in the past or whatever. Like, I thought that was a really cool sequence, and I was like, okay, like this is Who's what. That? That opening sequence in the past in sixteen hundred mm-hmm. whatever it was was in like feudal amazing. Japan. Yeah, it like, this was is great, amazing. man. Give me more of this, yeah. you know. And then we got the movie that we got. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, could, I would have been happy with. I would have been happy with the whole movie set in the feudal Japan with the. Uh, well, just to, uh, yeah, and it's like, give me a movie. It's like explain why Sub Zero like went and killed his family, and like because like that, but that would have been like. If that was the ending of a movie, and like the rest of the movie was like telling us how we got to that, like I'd I'd sit down and watch it. Yeah, like from my understanding, the why one of my the frustrating parts about the movie for me really was that the 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 prize was to in order to 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 win Mortal Kombat, the the prize was to fight Goro, and they treated Goro. Like a job, yeah, man. They straight job that dude. Hey, two movies in a row, man. Well, not in a row, but like they did it in the first Mortal Kombat when when what's his face kicked him in the nuts and then like he fell off. Johnny Cage, yeah. And then um, which which I'm sorry, Johnny Cage is my favorite Mortal Kombat character. I was upset that they didn't use him in this movie. Mm. I'll tease yeah. him for the next one, you know. Yeah, as long as they get a next one. Dude, well, so that's something that I'm worried about because I did feel like it when they had that fight in like the fucking MMA studio or whatever it was that like I and like Shang Tsung came and was like, we'll finish this next time because like I don't have any more bo- I don't have any boys with me, you know. And like you guys are like mob deep right now. Yeah, that that hurt um, to watch that whole sequence. Yeah, <laughs> it's like once that happened, like he left, and I was I did feel like. 
wait, that's it? Like, oh, it's <laughs> yeah. over now? Yeah. You know? I feel like it's like when you're like in elementary school and, you know, you're like writing a story and then your teacher's like, okay, you got two minutes left. You need to finish up. And you're just like, oh, shit, let me wrap all the loose ends up real quick, you know, like that. And, and I get – um I didn't expect to see any of the tournament in this by that point in the movie. I was like, okay, we're not going to get the tournament. Maybe that's um, something to tease out. But I did expect them to at least like fight uh, Shang Tsung or, or do something. Like, And it's like maybe they could have done it and he would have whooped all their asses and it would have been like a, a five-minute sequence, which I thought would have been cool. You know, just so like, yeah, this dude's like on a different level than you all. But yeah. Okay, so one of my biggest gripes comes exactly because of the beginning part of the movie after after the awesome Sub-Zero uh, Scorpion mm-hmm. thing going on. Cole, like, he, when when they showed him losing in, in an MMA match. Yeah, right? just like some dude. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. no. How is this guy going to hang with, like, kill Stone Cold killers in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the rest of this the story so yeah yeah i just thought it was real stupid that they that they should have had if cole was going to be somebody you knew they shouldn't have had him be a loser like that they should have been he should have yeah. been at least some really like he wasn't even um like he was just fighting dudes and like basically getting like paid to lose yeah you know what i mean like they're like we're so, gonna give you 200 bucks and it's like um like yeah you're gonna fight this dude who's gonna beat you or whatever and i was i thought that was that was kind of strange um he was like on his way out, but then I was like, "Wait, how old is this guy?" Because <laughs> like he didn't, he just looks like, um, and I'm sure he's probably like in his late 30s or something in real life, but he just looks like a young buck. Yeah. So that's me. Um, I did like that they they gave us like a different roster as opposed to just like the most um, like known ones. Well, th- that's the thing. We got everybody from the original game. Except Johnny Cage. Yeah, I guess we did because even Reptile was in it, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah, because they were like they were like call the reptilian from something, and I was like, I guess that's Reptile. <laughs> yeah, like, it, was, it was Reptile. Okay. <clears throat> so, so who were the original eight? Would so it was Liu Kang, Raiden, Johnny Cage, Cage Sony Blade. Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Reptile. Well, he was like a Kano. sub-Reptile. Reptile Kano. wasn't a playable character. Yeah, so so Kano. Kano. Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. Yeah. And Goro. Yeah. Goro, yeah. Part 2 introduced Reptile as a playable character. Mm-hmm. And then Jax Katana. was in Part 2. Noob Sabat, Noob Sabat Jax, Melina Katana, uh, Baraka. Smoke. Uh, Smoke. Brock is cool, man. But, oh yeah, we got a. We, they, they didn't. They didn't put in like any of the cyborgs or anything. So I feel like if they are gonna keep this going, they they still got plenty to pull from. Like oh, we've never seen tons. like. Um, who's the tiger dude that has forearms? Katan. Oh, Kintaro. 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 Yeah. Oh, he'd be cool to see with that Minotaur dude. Was in Mortal Kombat Annihilation and like looked insane, like a crazy person. Like that actor just looks like a crazy person. <laughs> like that was like the worst. That was like the worst thing in that movie <laughs> to me. I was like, he like Motaro looks insane. <laughs> Motaro wins. 
fatality. <laughs> oh, anybody got anything else to say about Mortal Kombat? Did anyone pop up any time and say toasty? No, no nobody wait. went. Oh my gosh, no, yeah, that nobody went so toasty. What's a toasty? Hey, he looks like he looks like Matt Gates, Maya, doesn't he? Ooh, yeah, oh yeah. Oh my god. Ooh. Oh, oh, just got his first high school girlfriend. Yeah, look, here's another one. <laughs> this dude looks. He looks like a porno dude. Dude, what the? Oh my gosh, it looks like Scott so Adkins. <laughs> I hope they make Scott Atkins uh, look a uh, Johnny Cage. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was slick how they like put him in there, but didn't um. They didn't like show any like anything but his belt. You know, what I mean, like, you could be anybody. Yeah, I just hope they get somebody that's you know can pull the character off. Somebody said, you know, who'd be perfect to play Johnny Cage in the next Mortal Kombat movie? I was like, who? They said the Miz from WWE. I, I was like, you go to, I was like, you go to fucking hell and you die. <laughs> I guess like somebody um, like made a petition to get Ryan Reynolds to do it. Mm-hmm. But then like um, I saw like a news, like some one of these like comicbook.com or all these terrible news sources was like, Ryan Reynolds like denies the Johnny Cage rumors. I'm like, well, there weren't rumors. Like, just people are like, we want him to play. I'm like, yeah, that's not a rumor <laughs> because there's no indication that the studio in any way or anybody had like was interested in like having him. Like, don't that's not a rumor. It's just, like people want this. You know, <laughs> it's like call it what it is. Like, super misleading. Um, but that's just like typical clickbait, clickbait bullshit. Um, yeah. Anything else on that? I think uh, I didn't. I don't know if I liked Raiden or not. I didn't really like Raiden. Kind of seemed like a jerk. <laughs> like, well, I mean, you know, I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah, I, I might could could just be be off on that, but I don't. I, I know enough about the Lord to know that he looks cool. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I don't know the lore like super great because I haven't played all of the games in their entirety. I've only played like the first three or four and then I didn't play them for a few years. Then I played a couple and then I haven't played any for, you know, a few years more. So, yeah. And there's not like a, like street fighter. They have a, a good couple of anime movies that are like, just give you enough about the lore. Um, like well, apparently Mortal there's Mortal an animated Mortal Kombat movie. I'm just not sure what it is. <clears throat> oh, really? Where, when did that come out? Is it like a recent thing, or? I think so. I think it's and I think it focuses on uh, Sub Zero and Scorpion. I'm not sure. Oh, good. Well, that's that's a strength. So, because it's like there's that um, like there's those couple Street Fighter anime movies where like I watch those. And I'm like, I'm good. That's all the fiction I need. And then there's that um. That G.I. Joe Resolute one, I think. It's like a 90-minute movie. Yeah, and like that's the that's the same thing. I'm like, this is enough for, for me to get kind of all of it. I feel like we don't have that for Mortal Kombat. And if, but if I can find that one that you mentioned, I, that, that might be it. Um I'll look it up last year. I'll look it up. Oh shit, okay. Scorpion's Revenge. I think that was it. Yeah, it came out last that year. Was it. Okay. April fourteenth. Yeah, we'll check that out. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that one actually. That was a pretty good one. 
I feel like uh, I'm dogging the movie, but like I, I did like it for what it was. I liked Sonya Blade. I liked Jax. Um, I liked uh, Liu Kang a lot. I thought he was like perfect, perfect casting. I thought like he played that character well. But I feel like you just take either of those three, Jax, Sonya Blade, Liu Kang, and just make them Cole basically. And then you got a you got a good movie. Like I can still be a newbie and explain everything to the audience. I don't think anyone's gonna be that confused. And if they are that confused, the hell with them. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah I think it's like you know just a movie like this just kind of accept it that nothing's gonna make gonna make perfect sense. <laughs> so just enjoy it. And then I guess we'll finish off if everyone's good good to move on with um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Did you guys get to finish this? Or? Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, hey, yes, I feel like I with did. this one, you guys want to rate it like out of 10 as a series or whatever? Like we don't yeah, ever do that's that, fine. But. All right, well, Maya, Maya what did you put? I'm, I'm going to go clockwise from where I'm at. Oh, you want me to go ahead and rate it? Yeah, if you got one uh, ready. Well, I mean, overall, we we actually we talked about it today on All Queued Up. Uh, I thought it got progressively better as it went along. Each episode just was an improvement upon the prior. Um, so I couldn't give it a perfect score, but if I had to give it a score, I'd give it a 9 out of 10. Okay, cool. What about you, Eric? I would definitely... Probably give it the same about a nine out of ten. Just I, I enjoyed it every week. I looked forward to it. Um, I don't think there's any bad parts in there. I, I, you know, I loved it. No, no question. Nice, you nine, easily, easily for me nine. <clears throat> good. Well, this is good. This is gonna be easy. I, I said the same thing, nine out of ten. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do with with just expectations. Um, I didn't. I didn't think this was going to be bad, but I was kind of like, do we need this series? Whatever. I'll enjoy it for what it is. And I felt like kind of what Maya spoke to is like, it started out and I was like, this is okay. And then like, it just was on like a steady, like incline an increase of like quality and characterization and everything. And then um, by the end, man, they just nailed it. I thought, you know, I, we got dancing Zemo. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Dude, I mean, and it's like, that's like, that's like, Zemo's my guy. He was great. Yeah, he was. He was great and like not at all what I expected him to be. I expect, I, I thought like just from the trait, like the teasers and stuff, that he would just be the villain, which I was cool with. But like what we got of him was just like, man. And, and it's, and it goes back to, I guess, how he was characterized in, uh, in Civil War. Like he wasn't just some like, some just like mustache twirling bad guy, like this dude, like um, you know, lost his family and some tragic shit, and had and had a vendetta based on that. And I think this kind of showed that like he wasn't just some monster; like he was just a dude who was who had some some grievances, <laughs> you know, against against people. Yeah, it's like to me, he's the, the closest thing that I could think of to this character is he's a Kaiser Sozi. Hmm. I did not care for I didn't care for his mask. I was yeah, curious man. how I loved the fucking mask. I, just, I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I didn't mind it, but then like he only threw it on the one time. 
Yeah. And I think it, it was to kind of like, if anyone is watching, like they're not, I'm not associated with, with Sam and, and, mm-hmm. and Bucky, you know, which I think he kind of did that to protect them a little bit. And then obviously like to protect himself, you know, to be like, this isn't my face, but. He's a step ahead. That's why. Yeah. That's why and I, I think, thought yeah. at the very least, it's a wink and a nod to the comics, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it yeah. didn't take too much and away. it didn't look too ridiculous. Yeah, I think they they gotten better at making those. I feel like in in, in <clears throat> recent years, he looks so good in that coat too. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that coat was so money. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And um, then he was basically just like Bruce Wayne, <laughs> European Bruce Wayne. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good just comparison. Yeah, thought of that. Yeah, not a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, so, what do you think when you first, you know, the opening shot when you see Sam actually in the new suit? What do you think of the new? I love dog? that shot. Him in the oh, sky, yeah. the wings yeah. spread. He's just getting ready. Mm-hmm. Whoops! Yeah, I thought I thought that was. Yeah, that was perfect, man. That, oh, chef's well kiss. Done. Well done. <laughs> it was so good. Um, and like the I, when, music when and I everything, and it, then like yeah. When I saw the suit, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Straight out the comics too. Straight out, it looks perfect. It, 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 they did so good on that. I love it. That's and then that, that I feel like he gets up, like he like subdues that villain who he was like throwing the shield at, and then like the dude's like, "Who are you?" And he said, "I'm Captain America." And then I was like, "Yes!" Like I was like, yeah. I, was, I, was, yeah. "I was fist pumping and shit." I, was, I watched it at school. Um, like we were like in a Zoom meeting, but like it was like the whole school, so it's like 170 staff members. So I'm like, I'm muted. I got my camera off, and I'm like, <laughs> I was watching this, and I was just like losing my mind. I was like, Oh my god, let's go, let's go. Um, That's awesome. I, I like that Sharon Carter came back for this one. So I guess we'll kind of talk about it a little bit. But then it was cool, like even at the beginning, um, which like. The, the sequence of, like, that whole vote getting disrupted to, like, defeating Carly or whatever, um, like, that all took, like, 25 minutes, which was cool because it left, like, the rest of the episode to, like, tie up all the loose ends and everything, which I think was really needed. Um, but, yeah, I thought, I thought it was cool how, like, you could even see, like, the, the flag smasher people were like, I don't really know, like – like if how into this you know I still am um yeah yeah they they didn't you could tell that they had reservations about going mm-hmm. to the extremes that she was willing to go to yeah cuz she was like she was like fuck the hostages or whatever and then like you could tell they were like wait yeah, this like, isn't, wait a minute this isn't what we signed yeah. up for and then Greg um, mentioned Greg mentioned on uh on queued up when we were talking about how the flag smashers, you know, were basically an allegory for the all lives matter crowd, you know, I never, one world, one world, one people, mm-hmm. you know, that whole thing. I never and, made that connection. No, yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. And I was, uh, what's your take <laughs> on it? Um, I, so I like with, for them, and this is what I've been saying about this series all along is that, I don't think there's a villain in this series. I think you just have people 
kind of with different agendas that happen to be conflicting with each other. And I think for Sam, <clears throat> every different kind of like pull that he's, that he's being pulled towards, which I think like these characters represent is that like, you have John Walker who represents like a go- like the government. Yes, man. Who, yeah. which, which, you know, people have been saying all along, like, like, Oh, if you hate this character, it's because good acting. I'm like, well, I, agree that it's good acting but i i never at, at any point hated john walker in the series like i understood everything that he felt and everything that he did you know oh but then and then you have like isaiah bradley who's another kind of pull which is like just complete disillusionment and kind of nihilism which is to say like it's all fucked up you know just tear it down and who cares you know yeah. kind of just like giving up hope and then sam ends up i think Rightly so, like in the middle of that, of being like, well, John Walker's like fighting for this flag and he's given everything for it. Where Isaiah Bradley kind of sees this flag of like a representation of a lot of bad things that have come before it, which can't be um, argued or overlooked. But then like Sam's kind of like, yeah, like it's fucked up country. You know, we've done some bad things, but there is like that promise of, we can be better. And this, and I mean, he says that himself, like we can do better, you know? And like, that's what he says, like is his only superpower. And I think that's super important, man. I think that's like, you know, in the last, like we've had a tumultuous year in this country. And I think like a lot of attention is just brought to like the ways this country is, is bad and fucked up, which is like, yeah, it is. Is it uniquely bad in the world stage? No, <laughs> because compared to most places on the earth, we're still doing better than they are and kind of have done mm-hmm. since the beginning. But, um, but there is still a, a, a hope and a means to make this a better place. And in, in, in Sam's case, you know, it's like you can take someone like whether, you know, you, you were brought here by force, whether you're born here, whether you were immigrated here, you, you can carve out a place for yourself and for your family here. And, and I think that's what Sam kind of represents. We're like, is his like, um, <clears throat> taking the mantle of Captain America and then just like making it his own as opposed to like just adopting some, someone else's agenda, which is a very Captain America thing to do, which is what, um, Steve Rogers did like in the MCU like he, he stuck to his own his own moral code like the whole time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because even in like, you know, when he's talking to those people, like the one of the reporters, like, when did the government make you Captain America? And like, he just like ignores the question. <laughs> he's like, I don't need them for that, <laughs> you know. And and then like even <clears throat> like given like the stern speech to the. The, the senator. senators and people at the end, like that's like such a Captain America thing to do, you know, <laughs> just like that, sit that, people down, like also, give me good talking to, like that also lines up with how you know Sam as Captain America was in the comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was very and very politically motivated and involved in wanting wanting everybody to do better and wanted us to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think I think the show did such a wonderful way uh, thing uh, in the way that it tackled uh, race mm-hmm. and, you know, um, inequality. Uh, the, the 
the uh, one thing I wish we did see more of, though, was you see the the GRC, the Global Repatriation Relocation mm -hmm. Council, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I wish we saw more of them rounding people up and moving them out. So you yeah, I feel like that would have been like like a powerful visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. That'd have been really nice to see that. Like, okay, now I see. Because you just hear them talk about it, you don't actually see them do it. You're yeah, like, oh, we're forcefully and, and, re removing these people that have relocated. Yeah, that, 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 that might have, have just been life. like a. Yeah, and that might have just been like a budget thing, too. You know, where they're like, we don't have the. Well, <laughs> the originally, in the originally it was going to be like eight episodes, mm -hmm. and there was a storyline that was scrapped that uh, reduced the episode count. Uh, because there was going to be a super virus. Yeah, like yeah, that, like, like a pandemic type like thing. Like a That's pandemic I, type thing yeah. that was that was affecting episode, Carly's people. Yeah, was that the second episode, Maya, where they're like getting those vaccines? I think it was. And um I know the the old lady, um fuck, I forget her name. Mama Donia. Um, yeah, like she, I think she was originally going to have like a, a bigger role before she died. And like in the original story, like she died of the virus or whatever. And I think, yeah, yeah like they were like, this just hits too close to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but even, real. even, yeah, and even if they did that on such short notice, I thought like they did a good job of it because I didn't feel like this season was wanting for anything. I mean, it, it didn't feel like a cobbled together story. I could definitely use more La Contessa Valentina Allegra. De de oh, Latina. yeah, she's cool, man. She's cool. And I think she's going to be around for a yeah, while. She's been planted for something. The future. Yeah. Madam yeah, Hydra. She, she's going to be around, which I'm, which I'm, I'm glad about. Um, what do you think of the better, U.S. Though. What do you think of the U.S. agent costume actually seeing it in the proper U.S. agent colors? Oh, that perfect. Fucking perfect. cool. Perfect. With his gun yeah. and everything, and it's like, and even yeah, yeah, even with him, um, with with John Walker, like, I liked how like Cap gave him a little nod at the end, you know, and and then like Bucky was kind of like cool with them, because mm -hmm. I think both of them understood John Walker. It's well, like, he, he he got a little bit of redemption in this episode, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. not that he was a, a fundamentally bad character. No, he, he wasn't. He wasn't at all. all those he, criticisms, he was, I don't agree with any of those. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't get the hate. Like he got death threats for this. From yeah, it's it's just like, it, people, man. And it's because it's like the acting was good, but I didn't even hate the character. I liked the character. I thought like the whole season, I was like, this dude's cool, and, and I get like why he's he's fucked up in ways he's fucked up because it's like this is what happens to people. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, and. and when, when you know, he was at the hearing and they mm -hmm. stripped him of the title and everything and he was just like, you know, I've served by your mandates. I've lived my mm -hmm. life by your mandates and now you do this to me? You know, yeah. he's just done what he's been told in order to do. Mm -hmm. and, and to see him, you know, struggle, you can see the internal struggle of, you know, he wants revenge on Carly for the death of Lamar. But at the same time, he can't let these innocents die, and he makes yeah. the decision to save them, or at least try to save them, 
you know, which bought enough mm-hmm. time for Sam to actually save them. And, you yeah. know, I think in that moment, he gained the respect of Sam and Bucky. And, you know, in that moment, he, uh, when he gained their respect, it was like a mutual respect thing all around. That's, I think that was the moment that they all respected each other. Uh, yeah, as a matter of for me, I did. don't give a shit if U.S. agent ever got the respect. I really hoped he <laughs> killed Carly with his shield and busted all of those. So holes. yeah, so so you, <laughs> I would I would have been cool with that too. Yeah. I would have been cool if like if he was the one who like in a way took her out, and that would have kind of been like, and then and then you know kind of seen where he goes from there. Um, I would have been okay with that too. Because I feel like that would have been true to the character. I think um, it would have almost kind of been like a logical end to his arc. Because um, like he did this and then it's like, where do you go from here? You know, like, yeah, I, I thought that would have been interesting. I'm cool with the way it ended. But if that would have happened, I wouldn't have been mad at it. Same here. Um, I was content. But I would have really yeah. preferred, you know, him getting his revenge. Mm-hmm. And, and I did like it with, with Sam and Carly, like when, when they were fighting, like he was just like, I'm not going to fight you. Like, I, I you know, I, I, th- I thought that was cool. I thought it was really, you know, like, yeah. I thought what was really cool was the, the, the proper use of his wings when, when, um, when she hit up in the shield and then you did, and the wings dug into, to brace for impact oh, with him. Yeah, I thought that, that was so cool. clever. That was a really cool scene. That was cool. Yeah. It's like a, you know, on a mobile howitzer, how you have the stabilization legs mm-hmm. in the back to keep the recoil from sending it back so far. That is exactly what I thought of. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And I do like how, like, the, they showed, like, the crowd reactions, which, like, I feel like had a, a, a major, like, Spider-Man 2 vibe to it. You know Because <laughs> they're like. Uh, well, Spider-Man 1. Yeah, you know, yeah, on the bridge. Which was, yeah, hey, which was like just know, after 9-11. He's from New York. You know? He's yeah. from New York. You messed with one of us. You messed with all of us. Yeah. That was that yeah, kind of vibe. Shit at him. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was cool. Because they were like, that dude, well, the one dude was like, nah, man, that's Captain America. And I was like, hell yeah, that's cool. And then um, I, I, I did like, like, I, it's like, you know, I, I got emotional in this episode a few dozen times probably because they just did so well with it. You know, like one of the times was when Bucky was like, he said, "Nice job, Cap." You know, I thought that was really yeah. good. just that little thing between the two of them. <clears throat> and then, so what, uh, do you, what do you think about Sharon being revealed as the power broker? I really so thought I, they were going to yeah. go for a swerve there, um, and and she, but I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't fit for me. It, it just. I don't know. I can, I can understand kind of why, just because she. I think she just became, I guess, like very disillusioned in 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 the last the last few years. But yeah, E.E. E. said, which again, you know, take everything he says with a grain of salt. He's a clownish person. He doesn't know what he's <laughs> talking about in regards to most things. Um, but I just I just kind of humor him to be a good friend, you know. But. He said, he said he thinks she's a <laughs> she's a scroll, which um, which I've I was like, yeah, that, make, people, that yeah. makes sense, it makes sense. But then it's like in um, WandaVision when that one lady was a scroll, like they showed her as a scroll. <clears throat> so like, I, I wonder if she was like, why wouldn't they like show her like at the very end, <clears throat> transform or whatever, or, like um, even start to to just like solidify that, right? Yeah. So I don't know, and maybe she's just like fuck these people. I'm gonna 
Yeah, see, her, her, her working in Marjorie made sense just to stay alive and survive. Mm. This is like a supervillain transition. Her being the power broker, like she was all like, all right, I'm yeah. in. I'm going to sell government <laughs> secrets now. Like, wow, that's really mad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she and she um she killed Carly. <laughs> you know, like and Batrock. Yeah, yeah. She just blew those clowns away because they probably knew too much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I th- what 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 do you think about that, Maya? Do you think that was like I mean it was the predictable thing? Um <clears throat> I kinda wish it had been somebody else, but I'm fine with it. You know? Um I just, uh, I am sad that we won't see George St. Pierre anymore because I really enjoyed him as Bat Rock the <laughs> yes, Libra. I did, I did too. When he first got announced, like way back in, yeah, before Winter Soldier came out, I was like, oh God, let's see how this. But I, I always enjoyed him. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I like his I was not impressed show. by your performance. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic GSP. him versus uh, Matt Hughes. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, when Matt Ooh, Hughes beat um, – who did he beat in that ago. fight? Frank Trigg maybe? Mm-hmm. Long yeah. Time ago, or, or, yeah. Yes. That was funny, I was man. not impressed by your performance. And then, oh, and then GSP just whooped Matt Hughes' ass two times in a row. Uh, yeah. Dude, so it's funny. Matt Hughes, he lives around me, so like we, we see him around every once in a while. He like got he got hit by a train. He got fucked up, man. Yeah, Ooh, like his car man. got stopped on the tracks, and like and then like after that, like I guess he had, you know, he's probably been punched in the head too many times, but he basically has like lost his mind and like his he like choked his wife or some shit. Like it's a this is a fucking sad story. Oh, that is um, sad. CTE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's terrible, man. But back to Falcon Winter Soldier. I thought. Like the, the the when when he went back and talked to Isaiah Bradley, oh my god, dude, that's just so good, man. Um, yeah. Which like, which which again, he was that character. It was kind of like, kind of an example of Sam. Like this is where you kind of don't you know wouldn't want to end up. And I think if I was Sam, like yeah, being Captain America is cool, but if you, if you could get like an old dude like Isaiah Bradley to just like respect you, <laughs> like I feel like that's that's a win because I, I thought that shit was cool. Where he's like, he's like a black Captain America, hun, and Sam's like, damn right. And then Isaiah Bradley's like, my man, that shit was so cool. And then, and then he then he, you know, takes him to the museum and and then like like Isaiah Bradley's fine, like loses shit and and and. Oh, it feels it. Oh, God, so good. <clears throat> so good. Such, And it's like, that's just, this episode just had so much payoff, man. I like this. I like the seed that was planted, too, for Young Avengers with his uh, his grandson, yeah, Elijah. With his grand, yeah, because he was you a know, patriot. All, all that's patriot. coming up, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this, this show also, uh, I think, has helped plant the seeds for a Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers mm-hmm. uh, yeah. series or movie. You know, with with Zemo and U.S. Agent being a couple of the members, I would mm-hmm. love to see Zemo and his Citizen V. Uh, oh, that would be, cool. yeah. yeah. be kind of cool. I agree. Oh, man. And it's like uh, you got to think that they got these people now. You know, like for perpetuity, <laughs> like especially like Wyatt Russell. Like I don't know, and I'm and isn't isn't like to disparage him, but like what else has he got going on? You know, and uh-huh. nothing. That was his gig. Mm-hmm. I think that's why people hate him. 
Was it? Yeah. This guy probably wasn't in anything or he wasn't known or. <laughs> Which is sad because I, I liked him. The hey, more I, I, I thought he killed, he killed it. He was great. Yeah. It was one of the best he, parts uh, of the series. He's a spitting image of his parents. <laughs> yeah, he, he is, is man. It, he is. it was funny as hell because we were talking about it one week on All Queued Up, uh, how he was Kurt Russell's kid. And then a week later, you know, Greg has got bad ADD. Um, he was like, I, he's like, did you know that he was the son of Kurt Russell? I was like, oh we God. literally <laughs> said this fucking last week that he looks like Kurt Russell. He's like, I don't see any Kurt Russell in him. I was like, well, I hope the fuck you don't see Kurt Russell in him. That'd be incest. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, he, he, you, I, I can see man. Kurt Russell in, in, in him. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he, not in that capacity. Image <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen like, like photos of them, like, set next to each other. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're clones of each other, basically, but that's funny man <clears throat> but yeah so I'm trying to figure out anything so I, I did like how Bucky finally went and told that dude like hey I killed yeah. your son or whatever and I, and I liked that like the dude it wasn't like oh I understand like we, we can still be cool like I like how like Bucky just left and then that was it yeah dude was just like you why know? <laughs> yeah yeah and he said why and then they left it at that and like they weren't like friends afterwards or anything i thought that was that was cool um it's kind of for bucky to be like it, it's not gonna be just as easy as making amends you know like you're gonna have to still in a way deal with all this shit which is kind of like a tragic thing but i think it works for the for the character and then um you know bucky went and got to go to the cookout with sam's family <laughs> right that was cool. <laughs> Hell yeah! And I like it at the at the end, like in the title thing, it changed to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I was that was another thing. I was like, yes. Hell yeah! That's it's so good, so good. And man, I mean, Marvel like until they until they do me wrong, I'm all in. I'm gonna stay all in. Yeah, I, I've I've heard people say, oh, I just don't give a shit about Phase Four. You know, there's nothing that excites me. I'm sitting there thinking. Like what has been bad about it? <laughs> there's been nothing bad yet. Yeah, you know, there's been some not as good as the other, but we've not been given anything inherently. Yeah, and it's bad. like it's like even even a show like this where it's like the world wasn't at stake, like the universe wasn't at stake, like the stakes were kind of small comparatively to like Endgame. But like, goddamn, like you can have a smaller scale story and it can still be really good if 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 you can build the characters up in this way. And I think it takes a serious, which is to say like if Sam Wilson showed up as Captain America, like in the next Avengers movie without this series, like I wouldn't have had a problem with it, but it wouldn't have been like, it wouldn't have meant what it means now. So like now after seeing him take that mantle and like be Captain America after this series, like it's just like means so much more because of this series. If that makes any sense. No, totally, totally makes sense. <clears throat> you know, you you want to see their journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like. Because it wasn't you know, as easy as him as just being like, oh, thanks for the shield. Now I'm Captain America. Like, it wasn't just that. No. No. You know, one thing that didn't make sense to me during this um, is that 
that one episode where they found the guy who was making the serum. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, they at the end they revealed that Sharon is the power broker, and she was working with that guy to make super soldiers to work for her. And she essentially led them to him, and he got killed. She, it seems like like she lost an asset doing that. That kind of didn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I think she might have been. I think she might have been covering her tracks a little bit. Okay. By, so. by, by ha- and not that she knew that that dude was going to get killed, but um, I, I think she was like, "I got these doses of the serum, and it's working for these people who I kind of have like under my control, and I'm going to leave mm-hmm. it at that." You know, because I think it is like the more you leave of that serum out there, like the more kind of dangerous things get. <clears throat> so, so I don't know if, if maybe that was her motivation, but but yeah, that, that is a good point. Now knowing that, and I might have to go watch that episode again, knowing that she is the the big boss. You know. No, I like your explanation. That makes sense, but it wasn't explained that way. But yeah, yeah, that makes a little sense to me. Yeah, I definitely need to go back and rewatch it now with the knowledge of yeah. definitive knowledge that she is and see if there's any foreshadowing or anything in her manner. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. Scott, I think it does make her like super interesting. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see where they go with her moving forward. Cause like I said, that seems like a big leap to go from what she was to like a supervillain, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious as the motivation. I wonder if I hope there'll be a story behind that. Because she's a scroll. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. That could be it. I mean, who knows? Shout out to E Prime. <laughs> yeah, clownish dude, but sometimes every once in a while he might be right, you know. Very rarely, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, well, hey, anything got any? Or anybody have anything else to add to that? Uh, well, one thing, uh, I think this is going to be just like one division. I think this is going to be a one and done. Yeah, me too. And I'm cool with it. Uh, Yeah, I'm totally cool with it. Rumblings of a season, a potential season two. Well, I kind of hope they leave it alone. Yeah, I kind of want them to do that too. I was reading an interview uh, with Kevin Feige and another person who's, uh, up in the uh, Disney Plus slash Marvel uh, department. And he was like, well, the shows that we're doing currently, that are currently coming out, are basically stories that need to be told to bridge the gaps between mm-hmm. Endgame and the upcoming phase of the mm-hmm. movies and that. He's like, future stories that we have, future shows that we have, like She-Hulk, are being set up for multiple season runs. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. I, so I, these I, are going to be, I'd, I'd say Loki's also going to be a one and done, uh, more than likely. Uh, I, yeah, if they're doing another Captain America movie with Sam, I guess you don't really need a season two, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, right. What, that's what I'm thinking. And, and then, like, you have to account to, like, these like these are bigger named actors that you, it's probably tougher to get them to, to do a multiple season thing. She-Hulk doesn't really require that. Yeah, um, I, you know, the the it's funny the whole sequence when you saw uh, Winter Soldier, at least for me when, when I saw Winter Soldier, um, do the his his redemption piece at the end, right? Where you mm-hmm. where you you have to talk to the Chinese you know guy in the beginning, mm-hmm. 
the whole time, all I could think about is, why isn't he Luke Skywalker yet? He looks just like fucking Luke Skywalker. Dude, he does. He does, <laughs> man. Yeah, I never realized it until it was pointed out to me. Like, <laughs> That's what I was looking at. Yeah, he, could just throw on, he could just throw on the gear. Nobody, 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 nobody even know. Yeah. There's been side by side comparisons of Mark yeah, Hamill from the about. '80s and Sebastian Stan now. It's damn close. What a waste! I'm like, look at while well, he's still young. They should use. They should be usually using it to play the Skywalker mm-hmm. right now. He's, he's like, he looks exactly like him, man. <clears throat> He'd be good, oh. um, but yeah, Excuse I think. Me. If I am gonna come, because I did see people come, like someone was like, Falcon Winter Soldier's like not as good as Invincible, which I'm kind of like, why are you comparing those two? Um, but I guess like they're both as far great as like, in their own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's kind of unfair, but like I think with this and WandaVision, I think it's maybe a little bit more fair to compare the two. I did like this way more than WandaVision. Um, and I think I think um, I did listen to Nerd Rage there talking about uh, like just kind of like less social media talk about this, which I think was because you kind of knew who the players were from the jump, from at least by episode two. Whereas WandaVision was like, um, you know, like you didn't really know who the the villains were, who the heroes were, maybe. And then even when you did, people were like, nope. Not like we're gonna find out in episode eleven who the main bad guy is when like they already told you who she was, you know. So I think this kind of just lent itself to less speculation, um, which I think was a nice, <laughs> nice change of pace. Agreed. Agreed. No, I agree with that. You know, some just because there's not as much buzz mm-hmm. doesn't equate to it not being not as good you know um, yeah sometimes you know a good story can be a, more simplistic and this wasn't an overly complicated story to tell but it was told well yeah mm-hmm. whereas one division you had a lot of mystery and misdirection and unknowns this there wasn't a lot of unknowns to it. It's just like, okay, we know Sam's going to become Captain America. This is the journey of how he gets there. Yeah, uh, with some stories, you know, on the side. Yeah, it was stories that I was like fun. really invested in. You know. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. But again, like until Marvel does does me wrong. I'm all in. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. Uh, and even then, when they do do us wrong, it's not like okay, you know that was yeah. it. You know, you're still gonna be like, well, look at all the good you have given us. One stinker is mm-hmm. not so bad. Let's see. You know, as long as the quality is there, I'm all about the quality yeah. of the storytelling, and I don't care about so much of the quantity of the stories. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. give me quality each time. For sure. We're looking forward to Loki. Hell yeah. Oh, absolutely. About a month for that. Five weeks, I think. Mm -hmm. Roughly. That's another one. I'm like, where are they going to go with this one? This is just very... 
We'll get the Bad Batch in between. That's right. Which would be cool. Oh, man. But, yeah. Hey, Duel, Eric, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you so much. (laughs) You guys are lifesavers. We really appreciate it. It's always good to be here. Anytime, I'm here. Be, re- be ready next week. <laughs> yeah. Don't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. But then, uh, yeah, I guess that that's it for us this week, unless anyone has anything else. Um, thanks for tuning in. We will see you all later. I do have, I do have one more question. Oh, yeah. Is butt cheeks one word, or do you have to spread them apart? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Wow. Good night, everybody. Now my, brain, now my brain's broken. <laughs> Dude, that was, that was good. Later. Well done. That's good. Oh.